In the name of God, the holy and undivided Trinity, amen. Please be seated. My voice is a little weak today, not because I'm sick or anything. I'm just, I'm very affected by the cold weather and dry air today. <laughs> so I'll do my best. <clears throat> For the last year or so, I've tried to avoid bringing things that we talk about at Grub Theology, our weekly dinner and discussion group, into sermons. And at the heart of that attempt lies my conviction that what we share with each other in conversation around those meals, around those tables, is in its own way sacred and unique to that time and place. And even though sometimes a certain topic might be relevant in another setting, I limit sharing it because I don't want to repeat anything that someone says in the group to mean something they might not have meant, thereby distorting the intent or the impact. But our conversation from Thursday has struck a chord with me, especially in light of today's gospel reading. Our discussion started with a question about self-care, and if church is missing an opportunity to jump on the self-care bandwagon, or in another way, asking if we think of attending church, being part of this congregation as part of our self-care discipline. In the same way people use yoga or exercise, whatever that is, reading or going hiking as self-care, does church mirror that same release from stress or anxiety and from the day-to-day -day concerns of our little boring lives? Does church exist as a place where we can come and set aside all of the things that we have to do later in the day? Does it help us prepare for tackling whatever is next on our to-do list? And are we less productive? if we miss church. Of course, there's the other side of that too, as someone pointed out. Sometimes the things that we do at church become all-consuming, and in our responsibility for them, we need to increase another part of our self-care regiment to alleviate the stress we feel by the things we have to do at church. Someone else recalled that at one time she heard many different people talking about all of the things they do at St. Mark's that keep them busy. You're laughing. Not necessarily as a complaint, but just a statement that coming to church isn't always taking care of themselves and their spiritual well-being. The conversation rattled along and eventually circled back to last week's sermon idea of ditching the canoes. Someone remarked that yes, perhaps we do need to be better about looking at the ministries and mission projects that we undertake 
to make sure they're worth continuing? And if not, to learn to let go or try something new? I think that part is true for many of us. There's a lot that we're involved in, and sometimes it's difficult to keep on top of everything in such a way that we're able to find nourishment for ourselves. But we keep going and going and going because it's the right thing to do, probably. And so we encounter Jesus in this passage in Mark. <clears throat> He's just come from the synagogue on the Sabbath where he commanded a demon out of a man that was last week's reading. And now goes to Simon's house, where Simon's mother-in-law was laid up with a fever. And he goes to her, sees her need, and heals her. And then, since it is evening, no longer the Sabbath, the townspeople start coming to the house with their sick loved ones. The whole city, they say, gathers around the door and he cured many of them. Anyone who came to the door set them free of their diseases and released their demons. And then the next morning, before the sun rose, he got up early and went out to a deserted place to be by himself to pray. Jesus did all of what he needed to do in Capernaum and then went out by himself into the darkness to be alone, the introverted Jesus. I think that sounds like self-care. And while he's there in the darkness alone, he prays more self-care, taking the time he needed to ground himself and sit in the presence of God, focusing on nothing else but being present to God. How often do we do that at church? How often do we consider church to be an opportunity to be present to only God, to put aside the grocery list and the bills and just sit here in God's presence? And then Simon and his companions hunt for him, hunt. They go out and search for him as if a lost coin or a child, and they find him and say, you have to come back, everyone is searching for you. And perhaps knowing he's had enough, <clears throat> Jesus responds, let's go the other way. There are other places I need to be. And together they continue throughout Galilee, healing and casting out demons. So even in that instant, Jesus acknowledged that what he set out to do in Capernaum was thus accomplished and moved on to the next thing. After taking the time to pray, to listen, to truly and simply discern what's next, and perhaps all of that 
fits together because it's the kind of thing we need to hear. It follows last week's sermon and rector's address fairly well too. We need to look at all of the great things we've done, reflect on what worked and what didn't, cut loose the canoes that tie us down, and look ahead to a fresh way of doing ministry and mission in this community. Our conversation at Grub Theology then turned to that important next step, making sure that what we're doing isn't duplicating efforts made by our neighbors. Or in the same way, to not duplicate those efforts, but to join the efforts of those already doing the work we identify is necessary forming partnerships with other churches and organizations who are doing the work of service, who are meeting the needs of the community, of our most vulnerable neighbors. Because it's clear that the needs are great. In our own time, just as in this gospel story, the people keep coming. They need more. And it's up to us to meet their need and serve them as Simon's unnamed mother-in-law was able to serve her hard-working guest and help him prepare for the work of healing. She ministered to him so he could minister to others, but only after he ministered to her first. Our self-care is never selfish, but instead invites us to take care of ourselves so that in turn we can take care of others. You can't pour from an empty cup, they say. And church can and should be the vehicle by which we do both. That feeds us so that we can feed others that nourishes us so we can nourish others, that ministers to us so we can minister to others. That's our purpose as a church community. That is the thing we are called to, to care for ourselves so we can care for others. Just as Jesus did that dark morning. Amen.